The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The auction industry can be an exciting and fast-paced way that Americans and the world can convert desired items into cash. But if you don't know how it all works, it can become quite confusing. Welcome to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. In this program, you will learn how merchandisers, attorneys, estate executors, retail outlets, and the general public are using the auction system to their benefit. And you'll find out how it all works. Now, here is Ed Spencer with co-host Luke Spencer. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're going tonight. We're going to talk about cars, I think, and. And I think I, last week I, I hinted at that, that we maybe we'd uh, do a segment on cars. Uh, I am Ed Spencer, uh, owner, broker of uh, Ed Spencer Real Estate and Auction Company in Farms America. Uh, my co-host, Luke, uh, he's out. Uh, he got called away uh, uh, on an auction to run out an auction here this evening, so he's not going to be here. He'll be back with us next week. He thought he might find, try to find time to call in. But welcome to the auction, uh, to, to the show here, uh, to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. We're, we, uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, and, and tonight we're going to talk about cars. And don't forget that call-in number. We always like to have you call in. And uh, that number is 866-972-5790. And so you're welcome to call in at any time. You can interrupt me. And uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about cars, car auctions. Uh, they're very, very popular. There's different types, different styles, different methods. Uh, the basic types, I, I guess, are public auctions. And uh, and there were where you might find them on a regular auction, a uh, few automobiles on a regular auction. There are uh, some that are not open to the public. There's government auctions. Most of the government entities uh, use auctions as a way to dispose of their older cars and, and ones that and when they want to update their fleets, why they they have uh, government auctions and uh, it's a very very good way to find good good used cars. And then there's collector auctions, which are fascinating, and they fascinate me. Uh, I've got a, a friend here, and he's going to, I thought, I don't know if he's going to get called in today or not, to, but his name is Brian Marshall. He is the 2011 uh, classic uh, collector car uh, world champion auctioneer, excellent auctioneer, and he uh, auctioneer, auctions, that's uh, his, his only livelihood right now. He yeah, auctions in about four or five states. And some of the top auctions throughout the United States. So, anyway, uh, I don't know if he'll call in tonight or not. But if not, we'll get him on a later show. I want to to start off. I'm going to go through the uh, types of auctions and, and different things and, and the methods. Uh, a little kind of point of interest. Back in the fall of uh, last year, fall of '13, uh, there was a Ray and Mildred. We won't use their last names. They were, lived in Pierce, Nebraska, and uh, they he, he Ray was a. a Chevrolet dealer for years and years and years and years and years and at the time he collected he sold these Chevrolets he would collect some for himself so he might get some in I don't know Ray personally all I hear is stories and I've read uh, uh, excerpts of his auctions and th- of his auction and things but when he uh, when, when he'd get a car in or, or in, in the process of a new model coming out why he might uh, keep one for himself and kind of 
kind of stow it away and and uh, and then and sell the rest of them. So some of his cars just had very 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 few miles. He had a, a handful of uh, vintage Chevrolets and uh, and that more than a half million dollars at auction. And car buffs, uh, they say there were 10,000 people there from all around the country, around the world, uh, came to his auction. And, uh, you know, it, it was just a, a sight to behold. I know it got some national news coverage and a lot of local news coverage. First vehicle they sold was a Sky Blue 58 Chevy Cameo pickup and had 1.3 miles, 1.3. And that was a top seller, and it had a, it brought $140,000. Uh, another, uh, another, a uh, higher price one was a red and white 1963 Impala, had 11.4 miles, even had the window sticker on it. And it, the new window, the window sticker when it was new was three thousand two hundred and fifty-four dollars and seventy cents, and it brought ninety-seven thousand five hundred dollars. That's what it took to own it last year. So it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Nobody had ever seen. Uh, that many collector cars in one spot, you know, and, and owned by the same gentleman and, and with hardly no miles. Uh, there was a uh, there was a gentleman uh, from Westfield, Indiana, that bought a four door sixty four Bel Air wagon for thirty thousand. That that was a high mileage model. That had three hundred twenty six miles. So it was a it was a fun to attend, and a lot of people are still talking about it. I think. I heard, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but I even heard that Jay Leno attended. I've heard that. I don't guess I don't know that for a fact, so take that for what it's worth. But but I know it drew that kind of it drew that drew that kind of attention. So anyway, uh, so Ray and, and his wife, uh, Ray was ninety five, Mildred was ninety two, they're still enjoying retirement and have and got a lot of money to do it with and they uh, they made a lot of people happy with selling their automobile collection. The auctions here uh the auctions, are, there's different kinds. As I said, there's public, not open to the public, government, collector. We're going to hit a little bit. And uh, the collector that I just, auctions that I just, I guess I kind of started to show with it when I read about Ray and Mildred. But uh, the ones that everybody remem remembers or most people, the name recognition for most collector car auctions has to do with Barrett Jackson. And they go uh, all over the country and I think one of their most, I think they started in Arizona, in Scottsdale, and they have a major, major auction there every year, and they're one of the premier uh, auto auctions for uh, collectible for collectible automobiles, and they'll, they'll sell, they'll sell uh, vehicles up in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, uh, and there's other ones not, besides Barrett Jackson, I just, they come to mind just because they get a little more maybe uh, press and a little more notoriety than some of the other ones, but I know there's a lot of other good ones out there. I know uh, I've seen some, uh, uh, I think Auctions America, I think is, is one of them that, uh, that does a lot of that kind of auction. So so that, they're, they're interesting and they get, they'll get get buffs from all over the country. But for the common man, uh, if you're uh, out looking for a, a good used automobile, uh, one thing you got to be uh, very careful in, in, uh, about what you're buying. And if you go to a public auction, why most of those cars are there for a reason, and many of those re reasons are that you know they're maybe they're not desirable, or they uh, they might be consigned by a dealer and he doesn't know anything about them, or or uh, they they might not be in very good condition, or he doesn't know the condition of them. So when a person goes uses that kind of a venue to go to find a good used automobile, you really got to get. Uh, uh, know what you're doing and, and 
and, and be careful, I guess, is the right word. And I'll give you a few tips to look for uh, in here in a little bit when you go to an auction like that, what, how you can kind of protect yourself. Uh, government auctions, uh, let's just say maybe a, a city or a state or a county that, uh, was going to update its fleet, maybe with 30, 40 police cars or, or uh, ambulances or whatever, uh, even heavy equipment. But, but we're t- tonight we're talking about cars. But they might... Uh, have their own government auction and they'll hire an auctioneer and uh, like these police cruisers I know taxi companies that's a big way that these these uh, taxi companies come in and buy their cabs a lot of those cabs are used police cars and and so that's probably a pretty good way to buy a car I, they're they're all being sold usually usually the entire fleet's being sold uh, and probably they're not just I guess what my point is they're not just being sold because they're in poor condition or, or things like that. So you can get a good buy there. And the government auctions, I've had uh, been privileged to have government auctions and, and the, they're at the county level, they can be at the state level, uh, national level. I know the IRS, when they possess, uh, repossess or, uh, <clears throat> or confiscate automobiles in their, uh, for, ta- for back taxes, uh, the FBI, those type of things, when they confiscate automobiles and, and uh, raids and things like that way, after time, after the legal process has run out, then they'll sell these uh, these at public auctions. So that's not a bad way to go and uh, and and get your automobile or look for an automobile anyway. The next thing is public auctions. Now, public auctions can either be, like it says, open to the public, or or they can be uh, the public being dealers. They can be just restricted to dealers. And around in our part of the world, here again, we're in post Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, a lot of these, a uh, lot, lot of, lot of those auctions that we have here open just to dealers only. So a dealer might take a trade in, and uh, and want it moved, might not want to put any money in it or any time or effort, and he might just consign it to an auction. And in that case, why, uh, you know, uh, then then you can go. The the other dealers can go and purchase those, and it's kind of they kind of trade between themselves. And uh, so they're good places, you know, there can be a good place to buy a car. Uh, I've, I've read a few articles, the uh, competition at auctions, it can be brutal. You know, it, it, taxi companies, as I said, want cruisers and things like that. Uh, and a lot of times government employees are going after, they might have used that vehicle in their job. Now they're retired, they've kind of grown fond of that vehicle, so they might go and try to buy it, uh, buy it back. Uh, also, uh, a lot of school buses, trucks, things like that are, bro- are bought by brokers. They might ship them overseas and use those school buses in poorer countries, things like that, and uh, used for public transportation. So those guys go to government auctions all the time and, and to try to uh, make, you know, uh, make up their inventory and, and stock up for and, and resell. So it's a good source of income from them. But it can also be a good place to just go and buy a good used car. So but it's kind of the buyer beware. you got to be kind of careful when you go to those things. And, and I'll, here again, I'll run down some tips uh, that will maybe kind of hopefully kind of help you, uh, you know, not to make a mistake. Is when you buy an auction, usually at those auctions, everything is as is. And as is means as is. So... If you kind of make a mistake, you just kind of got to live with it and hope the mistake isn't too bad and that you can go ahead and uh, kind of work your way out of it. The repair bill isn't extensive. And and, and uh, so anyway, so uh, 
So we've hit uh, government auctions, uh, public auctions. Uh, uh, in my career of selling auctions, usually in an estate, not usually, I'd say nine times out of a ten in the state when there's a, a, a family member has passed away, why well, they'll have an automobile. And uh, it's a, it, automobiles are terrific to sell at auction. I mean, there are people that, especially if it's someone they know or know it's in a state, know why it's being sold, those, those vehicles that way usually bring uh, top dollar and in many cases more than Blue Book. And uh, so people, because people are, they trust, they know why the car is being sold. They uh, maybe knew the owner, and they kind of, uh, you know, they uh, they use that. And so that's a good place to merchandise an auction uh, uh, automobile. If you uh, have one in estate proceedings or something like that, why, no, would you wouldn't be afraid to sell it at a public auction because a lot of times it'll sure bring more than maybe you would get anywhere else. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, we're going to take a break here in just a minute. I'm going to go over some uh, things you need to watch when you, if you go uh, to an auction to try to buy a used automobile and things you need to be careful of and keep your eyes open and and and, and uh, you don't need to be afraid of them, but you just need to be aware of it. So anyway, I, we're going to take a break here in just a little bit and we'll be back and try to uh, try to uh, help you out and make you a little more informed when you attend an auction. Again, that number, we've got time to read it one more time. But again, I'd love to have you call in. That's 866-972-5790. 866-972-5790. We'll see you after the break. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your plan going? Could you use a little help on your path to success? Why not step up and play big? Join host Chris Ruisi for a show that will help you identify the possibilities that await you. Too many people succumb to just being average when they could be exceeding average without too much more effort. It's time for you to become exceptional. Raise the bar to your success. Basically, it's time for you to step up and play big. Join Chris Ruisi every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. 
You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Uh, thank you. Thanks for coming back after the break. As I said a little bit ago, Luke's not here with me right here at the present time. He might be joining us a little later. If not, he'll might call in or catch up with us uh, next week. He had an auction to check out, and that's the way we make our living. So he uh, had to go do that. I, uh, I'm going to give you a few pointers on buying cars at auction. But but uh, Jaina, my researcher, just uh, found some material and came up with some material and doing some research for me on Barrett-Jackson. And uh, <clears throat> again, it, it perks everybody's interest. If you like good old automobiles and collector's items, why there's nothing better than I. My daughter and uh, daughter, daughter and son-in-law went to had the privilege of going to one a couple years ago, and they said it's just really worth going to. A uh, little history on it: it began in Scottsdale, Arizona, back in uh, I believe it was in oh I don't know if there's a year here or not, but in '67, I think in the late '60s, '66, '67, '68. Uh, Barrett and Jackson were their name, and uh, they kind of uh, were each uh, fancy car fishing autos and, and became friends, and then uh, kind of met by kind of by accident, I think. And but they combined their talents. I got together, I think, together on a fundraiser. They cooperated together on a fundraiser to, for local charities and uh, community arts center and things. And then after they did that, they got to be friends. They started a big, big. Uh, a business that turned out to be a big business, and uh, and it just went on, and and now they're they're I don't know I think the kids are still involved, I think they're gone I believe, but uh, uh, I know Russ Jackson I believe passed away in '93, and uh, Brian uh, and uh, Tom Barrett he retired in '97 and passed away in '04, but his kids the kids are at the reins of the company and and uh, they're really doing a good good job with it. And uh, they're responsible, I think, for bringing the used car auction into the forefront. And, I mean, it's a big, big business. When you start start talking about uh, uh, drawing celebrities and and they'll draw sheiks and they'll draw uh, people from all walks of life that can afford the finer things in life. And then uh, they'll buy these cars. And so it's a good place for for, uh, people that can afford those cars to have an outlet and you know a lot of the, a lot of people make their living rebuilding those cars and do it they're doing it the right way and uh but uh yeah i hear some here's some including scott sale, scottsdale sales totals uh 63 million in in 09 68 million in, in 10 70 million in 11 92 million in 12 109 and 13 and so you can see that they're uh they do fairly well change the fairly to very to do very well there it's a it's a uh, high dollar outfit but that's kind of fun and uh, i've been down i haven't been down there we get to arizona once in a while i haven't been down there and had the privilege of going to one myself but i'd like to but but if you ever get a chance and i think it's all it's out there on the satellite channels you can sure watch them on the satellite channels if you want to okay nothing about uh anyway and i think craig jackson now is the chairman and ceo so we're going to go start, as I said I would, I'm going, to, I'm going to give you a little information about if you were going to attend a car auction, what you should and shouldn't do and what you should be careful of. Uh, first of all, if you go to a public auction, <clears throat> you know, you don't know why that car is there. Right? That car, well, it's there to be sold. That's why it's there. You don't know why it's there to be sold. So before the break, I told you that 
if, if you had the privilege to attend a private estate auction, why, uh, and there was automobiles on that, that's a good, good way to, to, to get what should be a good, honest automobile. Usually in those automobiles, if there is something wrong with them, the family doesn't know it. Uh, you know, they're honest, I guess. There might be, still might be, need a little fixing or a little something, but they're good, honest automobiles and they're there for, you know, why, why they're being sold. The other side of that, if you're just going to go to a public auction, <clears throat> you can go just to a public auction that, that uh, where the general public consigns, and obviously they're being, those cars are being sold because they want to trade them for cash. You have no idea what you're buying. I mean, well, the general public would have no idea unless you're, you you need to be kind of trained and know what you're you're looking with looking at and uh, and know what to spot and there's a few things that might jump out at you that tells you that this automobile is a good one or not a good one and and uh, so you need to be kind of prepared when you go to those things. One of the rules is that if uh, if uh, if you're mechanically inclined and uh, you can take on an automobile like that and if you're if you're willing to do a little uh, work yourself and do a few repairs then that's great you, you can get yourself a good bargain and and uh, something crops up that you're not didn't expect you can still handle it and take care of it next thing rule number two is to use your eyes it says uh, cars at government and public auctions they sell on visual inspections alone so you look at everything from a, you know, a tailgate, uh, telltale signs of repair, bent tailgate or paint over spray or uh, any leaking that might occur under the vehicle if the disc brakes are scored, uh, 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 brake discs are scored. And uh, there's a lot of things that you can, if a car smells musty, a carpet's wet, it might have come through a hurricane or something like that and be shipped in. So. Those are those kind of things. If you use your eyes and your nose, are kind of red flags that you can spot, and might keep you from making a mistake. And the next thing that rule number three is: don't believe everything you see. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we all know that uh, some some people that are good people that are good with uh, it, you know, fixing dents and things like that, they can work miracles and bondo and polish and touch up and paint. They're all cheap. They can deceive somebody. I not that anybody would do that, but I think it's been done in the past. And so, uh, you see something that looks just perfect and and really shiny. You know, it doesn't say that that it may be hiding a major defect. Could have been in a major accident. Uh, so you need to assume that every vehicle has been kind of uh, might have something like that done to it. So you got to be very careful and and uh, you know that everything you see might not be just as it looks. So you need to be a little skeptical. Number four is don't let the superficial scare you. If you're a government, if you're at a government auction, now we just talked about government auctions a minute ago. A government auction, uh, a weathered paint, it may look, uh, you know, you might have a mechanically sound Crown Victoria or something like that, and it might look, a paint might look a little weathered, and uh, uh, you know, it just might not look real spruced up and whatever. But it still might be a very, very good car. It might have a little bit tailgate, uh, then the tailgate of a Chevy Silverado or from the parking lot bump or something like that. It might not be a sign of a misuse. It just might be that, you know, like everybody does, you have a little, if you drive a car, you're going to a little bump and scratch from now on. So <clears throat> you don't need to be too, too uh, skeptical. Sometimes if those ble blemishes are not covered up, why, maybe that's a good thing. You know, they, that they didn't, didn't try to uh, hide, hide, uh, things and uh, the next thing is that rule number five is to check the VIN number 
when you uh, the VIN number, the VIN vehicle identification number is usually on the dash in the windshield. You can look in and see, and uh, and uh, and then you and those you'll find that VIN number in different spots around the car, usually inside the front door and things like that. So you check. You need to check any places that those VIN numbers might appear, and then make sure all the numbers match. So make sure that the VIN number on the windshield on the dash that you can see through the windshield that matches the VIN number that might be on the door or the trunk or, or wherever. That means that uh, <clears> there <throat> should mean that, that different parts weren't used to put that car back together. So it's kind of important that all the numbers match. If you go to the, we just talked about these uh, car auctions. You'll hear the, the auctioneer when it comes through and his chant, he'll say all the numbers match, everything matches, which means it's, it, it's a, the car is original. It wasn't put together with used parts. So that's important, and all that adds to value. You want a car that's that's original, not and not parts of twenty other cars put back together. Next thing, rule number six is uh, to pull a dip the dipstick. If a car has been well maintained, usually you'll have a you can pull the the dipstick and and the oil and the transmission uh, fluid <coughs> will look uh, clear and clean. That's a good sign that it isn't all oiled and gunky and and uh, so you pull the dipstick. That's course the people that are selling the car know that too and most of them will go ahead and have the oil change before they sell it but still it should be checked uh, to make sure that that the fluids in the car look good and that hasn't been abused that way next thing is when you do your homework before you go to this auction if you're going to go to an auction you, it's advertised ahead of time you see what's available well then you can use resources there's a kelly blue book and there's an Edmunds that give you a general idea of what used cars are worth. And, and so you take the time, you pick out one, you see, you, know, you can uh, use those two tools for research. And, and then the next thing, you can look at classified ads, Craigslist, things like that that might have a similar vehicle. And you can check, take all those values into consideration. So when you go to that auction, you have some kind of a good idea, the ballpark that that, that car, that automobile ought to be in. And so you won't... Uh, get carried away at an auction and and hopefully spend too much or more than you wanted to. Uh, <clears throat> next thing is usually those auctions and and we and I do it all the time when I sell a vehicle at an auction or a tractor machinery or wherever, uh, especially like in estate proceedings. Like I told you, you sell you sell them as is, and so as is means as is. That means there's no guarantees, no warranty, no warranties, no means of legal recourse. So you're you're just kind of taking a chance to where uh, you, you know if if you're if there's something wrong you're going to have to live with it. So as is means as is. Now there is an exception to that a little bit, where if you could prove that somebody knowingly tried to mislead you or or lied to you about something, but but basically as is is as, as is. It just puts the buyer. Uh, the old saying is caveat emptor buyer beware, and so you need to to. Uh, uh, be careful of that and, and know when you're buying something as is that you might get into something that you need to fix or or worry about. And so uh, <clears throat> rule number nine, we're getting close to a break here, I guess, but rule number nine is when you go to an auction, you uh, you you watch other bidders. And uh, a lot of times uh, I've sell a lot of cattle auctions and things like that. And some auction some auctioneers are very, very good and they're very, very smooth. And if you're not used to a good, smooth auctioneer, a lot of times you need to go and you kind of watch. And it'll behoove you to sit there and, and, uh, and, and watch an auction and watch an auction before you participate. And uh, 
So uh, I know I've, uh, I I talk about cattle auctions, but I've, uh, I was at a cattle auction once with a world champion auctioneer, and right in his chant, first thing he said was, he says, I'm a professional auctioneer. I'm fairly good at what I do, so if you want to buy some cattle, you might need to watch it if you sell before you participate. He, what he's doing is warning you, letting you know that he is a professional. He's good at what he does. He could get you get get caught up in the excitement of things. So, so that's a good thing is to observe other bidders. And we're going to go to a break here in a little bit, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, come back. We'll touch on that a little bit and finish out these rules. We'll see you after the break. Thank you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. What does conscious leadership mean to you? It unites organizations instead of dividing them. By exploring commonly based business challenges, it guarantees an increase in your bottom line. Tune in to Minding Our Business, Creating a Spiritual Economy with your host, Nadine Rogers. Each week, we'll hear from business leaders and learn from their strategies. We'll talk about personal and organizational best practices that you can learn from, and we'll hear from you. Minding Our Business airs live Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back. Uh, it's a pleasure to be back. As uh, Luke isn't with us here to, for a while this evening, he might try to join us here a little later, but but uh, he's he's not here. Jane and I are here in the studio, and Jane has done a, a lot of research for me, and we've got a lot of nice. Uh, I think what I think is interesting facts might be a little dry and, and whatever, but there are things if you're considering buying an automobile at auction that you ought to be aware of. A lot of lots and lots of them are sold at auction, and those auctions are done every week. Here again, there's. There's dealers, they, dealers count make their business with these auctions. They take a trade-in. That's one of the reasons they don't, they're not necessarily afraid of a trade-in. They can, all cars are worth something, and uh, they'll just go, and, they'll, and if they can't sell them on their lot or don't think they can, or if a car's going to need a lot of fix-up, they'll just consign it to an auction. So it's a means of doing business and, and helps uh, 
helps automobiles move throughout the country, and 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 so that's that's just the way business is done. Now we went through some some uh, rules that you should be aware of if you're going to attend these auctions, and uh, I think we got down to as is uh, means is as is. You're buying something, you know, you don't. Uh, a lot of times when I sell something as is, it, it could be fine, it could be perfect. The only thing that that uh, you're saying is you don't know. Now it's possible for somebody and then somebody unscrupulous or whatever or whatever to say as is, and they absolutely know that something's not that there is a major defect. But most people uh, in my profession, there's a there's a code of ethics. You know, if you if you have, if you were selling a, a car at an auction or a state auction or whatever, and you absolutely knew that the motor was bad or needed a transmission or something, if you absolutely knew that, then you would disclose that. It's just no more than right. But when you use the term as is, you're, what you're saying without any further follow-up, you say, well, hey, I really don't know. It might be in a state proceedings where obviously the person that drove the car isn't here to tell us. So and, uh, so anyway, that's what the as is means. Then I got down to rule number nine. It was observe other bidders. Uh, so when you go into, into an auction, you know, there, as I said, there's a lot of good auctioneers in the world, and they've been doing a long time, and they're smooth. And uh, their business is to merchandise whatever they're selling and, and do it in a manner that, uh, that maximizes the value. The person that's hired that, hired that auctioneer, is, has, uh, he's been hired because he knows what he's doing and, uh, and can maximize whatever he's selling, automobile or whatever merchandise he's selling, do a good job at it, get the most. So that's, that's why he's here. He's not there to get the least. He's there to get the most, and he's getting there to get the most for the person that hired him. So... What observe other bidders means, uh, you, a lot of times you go in and you'll see a set of, maybe a set of chairs up in front of the auctioneer. He might be up on a block. He usually is up on a block, maybe three, four feet above the crowd. So he can scan the crowd. He's got uh, bid catchers out in the crowd to watch bids. And if they catch a bid, why they'll turn, he'll turn around and they'll, they'll holler and they'll throw their hand in the air, make a big uh, production when a, somebody bids. And that's all for excitement. That all bids. All, it's all for bid and excitement. But what observe other bidders means, instead of just going and sitting down, sometimes if you get a view of the crowd, uh, you'll you kind of see if you kind of move to the side or move towards the front and kind of stand around. I've had people come to my auctions that way, and they'll kind of move around, stand around, they'll look towards the crowd. They're kind of seeing what the auctioneer sees. They're kind of seeing that, uh, you know, how fast people are bidding, what the momentum is, and, and uh, you know, they just kind of get a little better feel for the auction. And it, 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 another word is kind of get to know the players. And a good rule is, I've heard a lot of people say, go to a few auctions before you participate in one yourself. Know the players, and that's good, good advice. You know, it, it's 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 kind of a game of its own. You know, I mean, it's uh, people make their living at this, and so you know, you should be kind of be prepared and know what you're doing. Now, rule number ten is uh, they said is don't get caught up in the bidding. So it, it's easy it's easy to get carried away during bidding and wind up. You know, you can spend hundreds more dollars more than a car is worth if you're not careful. So so if you don't just set your sights on one vehicle. If you came to buy good transportation, you might narrow it down to three or four, and, and then you're, uh, and you'd be ready to walk away. If that vehicle brings more than you think it's worth, then, you know, then discipline yourself. It's discipline to, hey, in my mind, I don't think it's worth that. I'm just going to walk away. If I don't get one today, you know, so what if I have to take a cab home? I'm, I'm not going to risk buying a clunker or something I don't want, uh, 
you know, just because I'm, I'm caught up in the moment. So, uh, and then, so the way to discipline yourself is to look at the automobiles, maybe narrow it down to three or four or five that you might be interested in, and then put a value on those or what you're willing to spend. And once you do that and write that on a piece of paper, and then as the bidding goes, and you just check that piece of paper, you know, if that, if that's, uh, you know, if, if that bidding is going up and beyond what you thought you were uh, going to spend or what you were prepared to spend before the auction started, then, you know, discipline yourself and walk away, you know. Assuming that you have some idea of what the value is worth, you know, what the car was worth when you placed that value on it. So so anyway, uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, another, I got some more rules and things like that or things to be aware of when you go to an auction. Uh, another one is is know that you should know the sellers, and that what that means is uh, uh, before you go to an auction, you can call the business office, find out who's consigned the cars to the auction. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's there there can be the public, there can be dealers, or it can be uh, financial institutions are a big seller of automobiles. And they're not a bad place to look for something good because those financial institutions, if they've repossessed a car, whatever, you know, they're not emotionally tied to it. They want to, they want to turn it to cash. And uh, so that car that they're selling, you know, it, it, here again, it's as is, but it might be a very great car. It may not be, but it could be. So you, you need, kind of need to know who's selling the automobile or the automobiles that you're going to go to that auction and why they're being sold. Are they just dealers? Uh, inventory that they're wanting to reduce you know, or or is there a reason they're being sold like an estate or financial institution that just wants to get the money out of them and and uh, get it done with uh, uh, usually at those kind of auctions are going to put the, a lot of times and I'd kind of do the same thing when an auctioneer makes a sale order a lot of times they'll put those better cars and better things up front they'll do that for a couple different reasons uh, they kind of get the it'll set the momentum for the rest of the auction. So if they put uh, some auctions or, or some automobiles up front that that everyone's going to want to buy and, and a lot there's a lot of interest in those auctions will usually sell at a rapid pace and usually bring quite a bit of money. So hopefully they'll try to do do that and and I do that's just that's just good business practice. They'll try to do that and and set a pace for the rest of the auction. So that's common. So it's not if 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 you if you've got a good eye and you're, you've picked out the better cars at that auction, don't be surprised if they sell towards the front. Uh, next thing, level, there's a so there's a level two uh, uh, is a new car dealers. Uh, new car dealers will keep most of their trade-ins, but they won't keep them all because it takes time. As I said, it takes time and money to diagnose repair issues, and and so sometimes you know. They don't want to take that time or put that time and money into keeping a car, a uh, Toyota dealer or something. Uh, he might have a Camry or a, he, and it's well kept, and he might keep that on his lot. But it might be a Land Rover or something else that he doesn't know much about, and he might say, "Hey, let's turn it to cash. Let's get it to that auction." Uh, uh, so new car dealers can be an excellent short, uh, source of. And I hate to use the word cheap, but of lower cost, affordable vehicles. So that's when you know the new car dealers are a good good place where you can get a good good vehicle. Level three is independent car dealers. Now these sellers are in the business of selling used cars. So if if they can't sell a car to a retail customer, they'll bring it in for uh, to one of three different places: another car dealer, a dealer auction, or a public auction because they want to sell it. 
So if they've got a car in their lot that's not selling, people are not looking at it. Here again, it's as is. Now those, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that those automobiles, unless a dealer, unless that independent car dealer taking them and checked them out, he doesn't know a lot about it. So there, there's your as is uh, comes in, and uh, you know, and so, so uh, you, you need to be aware. I'd say you need to be a little more aware of those kind, but I don't want to offend anybody either. Public auctions, uh, uh, the the purpose uh, serves the. You don't want to be clueless. You want to have a. You don't want to have a. You want to have know where you're headed, I guess, before you participate. But, but if not, uh, just go ahead and, and, and buy it, but you know you're kind of on your own when you purchase purchase that way. Uh, you got need to do uh, pre-auction research. And uh, you can, in pre-auction research, if you're, there's obviously most auctions, there's a, uh, in, the, in this day of electronic media, those sale bills and things are, they're easily found on the internet. So that auction you're going to go to, uh, you've had a chance to see what's on that auction. And uh, so you need to do your pre-auction research. You can do an auto check, Carfax, uh, vehicle history. Can tell, that can tell you an awful lot about a car's history. Um, a lot of public auto auctions will also list your inventory online, like I said, and they'll give you the VIN numbers. And uh, you can just get establish what that vehicle's worth before you go to the auction. You can subscribe to these vehicle report services if you want to, and uh, and they'll they'll kind of use vet the cars or check them out and what you're interested. In. You could and so that's a good way to kind of help you decide what that car might be worth. It hasn't been sold to several parties over the years, or is it one owner, or what the deal is? Uh, was it maintained at a dealer? Is it uh, certified? Uh, did it come from an area that, where uh, there might have been a lot of hur hurricanes or floods? Uh, we talked that about a minute ago about being a car being wet, things like that. So, it, a lot of times it, it does obviously it helps to do your pre-auction research. And the next thing is uh, know your auction rules. When you get come to an auction or an auction house, uh, and I've been to several uh, different times. Uh, uh, when you go with the auction, you register at the front counter. They're going to want to see. Uh, they're going to want to see a, on a picture ID, a driver's license that, that says that that uh, who you are, and uh, they'll ask for your license. And a lot of times they're going to. They could ask for a small cash deposit. Uh, a lot of times this is done to, so they can prove that hey, you've got some financial wherewithal to be at that auction. That if you buy something, you have a chance to. Very good chance of writing a good check or paying for it, and uh, so you know that those auction rules are that's good. They'll tell you if there's any specific auction rules that they should tell you at that time. One thing that you need to ask is there a buyer's fee at the auction, which would be a, a percentage of the final price that you paid tacked on. So if you give a, a two thousand dollars for a car, if there's a buyer fee, which may be five percent or ten percent. Uh, that'll be tacked on, so uh, you got to be careful of that, and that, because it's you know that's another auction rule. So anyway, uh, we'll come back to the last segment here in a little bit. I'll figure out, uh, finish out these auction rules and, uh, about the buying buying used cars and at car auctions, and and uh, anyway, we'll uh, talk to you here and finish up the show here in a little bit. Be sure to call in if you we'd like to have you call in. So or email Jana. That number you have a number right quick again. Uh, 866-972-5790. Love to hear from you. Thank you.
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. As your business grows, are you growing with it? Do you have the right balance of time, attention, work, and personal life? Take the growing pains out of growth and tune into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. If you are spending most of your energy managing problems rather than focusing on taking your business to the next level, our program will give you the steps you need to make sure you have everything in place for forward-thinking business leadership. The Business Edge is heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. listening to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Jaina at edspencer.com. That's J-A-I-N-A at edspencer.com. And she'll make sure you have an answer as soon as possible. Now, back to Ed Spencer and Luke Spencer. Welcome back, everyone, uh, for our last segment here this evening. We're talking about cars, uh, automobiles at auctions, some do's and don'ts, and what you need to kind of watch for. Uh, we've been on collectible cars. Now we're just now we're just kind of talking about normal cars. You might need transportation. And just decide to go to an auction to, to uh, remedy that. And we're giving you a few rules to live by. Uh, uh, I'm Ed Spencer, uh, and uh, Jana is here with me. Luke's not here for uh, this evening. Uh, he'll be back with us here next week. Uh, feel free to call in with any questions. Again, uh, it is uh, 866-972-5790. So anyway, we're, all, we're giving you these rules. And we, we just hit the one that says uh, know the auction rules. Now, one of the main rules when you register, you'll have to have a buyer's number. They want to know who's going to bid on their, their merchandise. They want to know that uh, they might ask for a bank letter of credit. A lot of times when I have an auction, that might draw people from a long ways away that I might not know. I'll ask them to give it uh, to have their uh, to to bring a bank letter of credit. What that is is a letter from their banker saying that their that their buyer, their customer, has the ability to buy at that auction. That uh, the check that he writes will be good, and that's kind of very important because obviously it's no fun to to uh, run down a bad check and you want to, you know, you don't want want to take the chance of doing that. It just costs everybody money and time and it's not a good situation. So that's why they ask for all those information. They want, they want a picture ID and, and they want to know you're, you are who you say you are and uh, that you have the ability to buy that automobile. Next thing about the fees, we talked about a buyer's, uh, uh, buyer's fee. Uh, 
buyer's premium is what they're called, and that they'll have to be, or usually they need to be, they will be, they might not be in the bold print, but they'll be in the fine print of that sale bill, and when you register at that automobile auction, uh, it, it's not it's it's not uncommon to see somebody at auctions tack on a 5 or 10% buyer's premium, which that means uh, for every, if a 10% buyer's premium or 5%, 5% for every $100 you spend, you're going to spend 5 bucks premium. That's going to be tacked on your bill. So if you, th- you get, think you bought something for $2,000, you, you bought it for actually bought it, you're going to write a check for $2,100. And you got to make sure there isn't any other little hidden fees around. But they'll tell you that. You just need to ask. And uh, the next thing it says they, when it comes to this auction rules, if they can, and some of these will let you drive a car around. So some of the public auctions will let you do that. So if you come around a little early and you see one you like, uh, you know, you, you, you ask them to let you drive it. And uh, some people have a rule never way that obviously it's the best. If it's possible, there's never been on a vehicle without driving it. That is the best if, it, if the situation will let you do that. Now, we have auctions in the states and that. We won't allow that. I mean, if, if uh, there's two or three auctions that belong to a, to in, in an estate and they're all cleaned up and ready to sell, we, we're not going to let that customer uh, drive that vehicle prior to the auction because, you know, number one, he might not come back. <laughs> and number two, uh, you, know, he, you know, could damage it or something. So, but if you can, if the, if the auction company where you're at let you drive that vehicle, obviously take advantage of that. Uh, number five, assess the car by assessing the previous owner. Uh, as I said before, a lot of times if you're trying to buy a car, you, you might pick out five out of that deal that you might consider, and you go through those five, and you assess that automobile, and and uh, you look at uh, everything from tires, fluids, interior condition, uh, radio station, glove box, uh, make sure how clean it is. That's an indication. Your goal uh you're not only trying to find out things about the car, you're trying to find things about previous owner uh, that, that may have, how, how they kept it, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I've even heard some people say that, you know, buy a car that's uh, with its radio presets uh, to listening to talk show radio, and, and which is what we're doing here, and uh, not the heavy metal radio. So it kind of let, tells you a little something about the owner. Is he into, is he into reading the Wall Street Journal and listening to talk shows and financial, or is he into heavy metal and and uh, whatever? But not that not that that's a bad thing. But I mean, it tells you I'm, I don't no calls for that. Don't call me up for that. But not that that's a bad thing. But it tells you a little bit about who owns the car. Okay, next thing is kind of interesting. They have a lot of these auctions that I've been to and, and whatever uh, have auction lights. Now, up on the auction block, I've already told you the guy's sitting maybe three, four, five feet above the crowd so he can see what's going on, observe the bidders, and and uh, and watch what he's selling. A lot of times, they'll write, uh, the vehicle will be paraded right in front of him. It'll either be driven in or pushed in. And uh, then... A lot of times, they'll, his him or his assistants will have auction lights that are off to his maybe off to his side, his right or his left or up above him. And a lot of times, those lights uh, are red, yellow, green, and blue. And if the, you see these lights and you're at an auction, uh, it just expedites things. And all regular auction go, goers know what they mean. Now, red light is we all talked about the as is. Now that's that that's what the red light is. It's an as is light. Uh, you know, if it's on and you're the high bidder, it's yours. You know, if there's something wrong with that afterwards, why, why, uh, you know, so be it. 
as, but uh, still, as as is, doesn't give anybody the the uh, carte blanche blanche to to uh, to mislead people and tell you that something's perfect when it isn't. But it does uh, tell you that that you're just buying it as is, or it could be frame damage, flood damage, tidal issues, a few things like that. Uh, but uh, anyway. So you got to be careful like that. And that red light just means you're buying, usually means you're buying it as is. And a lot of times that as is will be uh, written up in, or, uh, in letters inside that red light. The yellow light uh, means the auctioneer is going to make an announcement to bidders about an issue with the car. Now, if there's something that needs to be uh, brought out or that's known about that car, then uh, that yellow light means the auctioneer is going to make a statement about an issue with the car. It may be frame damage, uh, salvage history or maybe the odometer has been replaced or rolled back or anything he knows that he wants to uh, knows for a fact that he wants to share with the public before they bid on that car that's what that yellow might uh, yellow light uh, means and uh, you know so it's just a it, he's going to announce an issue about the car the green light now if you're uh, the winning bidder you can expect and, and dr inspect and drive the vehicle for between one and three hours after the sale. So if that green light's on, that's that's the best light to see on, because then, then you're gonna be able to uh, to take that, that vehicle and you can drive it and you can inspect it. And uh, you, you can't, you have to pay for the car if you're gonna take it off the property though, but you can drive it around the property and inspect it and uh, depending on the rules. So anyway, that those are the, then there's another blue light uh, oh, another another rule under this green light thing. When you do pay, when you do pay for that automobile, you should also always pay by check, never by cash in an auction. Just always pay by check. That way, you have some, you have a little control over the clearance of the check. And if if a, you know something would arise where you have to stop payment on that check, you have the ability to do that. If you give cash, it's gone. So pay your when you buy this automobile, buy it by check. The blue light. Uh, Usually means that uh, the title's attached. Uh, the title attached means that the title is yet to arrive. Uh, so it might not be here yet for for whatever reason. It, it just might not have caught up to the dealership or the auction company. Uh, and, and usually you still have to leave a check that day when you leave, but they won't process that, or they shouldn't process that check until the title arrives. So, so. Uh, and obviously, you can't register that vehicle until the title arrives. So anyway, uh, next thing right quick, I guess we're winding down here. Number eight, don't get drawn into a drama. Limit your price on vehicle. Give your Use discipline. Uh, look at the vehicle. Make sure it's one you want to bid on and kind of set a preset pre price so uh, you don't get caught up in the auction drama and give more than you want to. Next thing is kind of funny. It says the auctioneer is not your buddy. Your job as an auctioneer is to get... A vehicle in saleable range. So, so the auctioneer is going to do his job, and he's going to be uh, professional, and be smooth about it. And his uh, his job is to get that most he can for that uh, for that uh, for that vehicle and do it in a timely manner. That doesn't mean he can't be nice to you. He should be nice nice to you, and he'll he'll be pleasant to you, and and do the best he can. But he's he is working for that seller. So, anyway. Uh, I think we have a few more things, but I guess, I guess, I don't know. I think we hit most everything today, auctioneers. Uh, you can build a relationship. A lot of times, if you if you go to an auction often enough, they'll know you. They'll know who you are, and that doesn't hurt anything either. Build a relationship with who you're working for and 
and uh, you feel you'll feel more comfortable, and so will they. They'll know who they're doing business with, and you will too. So, anyway, uh, I guess we're coming into the end of the day today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. Hope you've learned a little something about buying a car, used car at auction. Next week, now we're going to pick on the topic we're going to use as firearms. We do. Uh, my auction company sells a lot of firearms at auction, and, and it's a very popular way to sell firearms uh, is at public auction. So that's what we're going to do. So next week, if you kind of think about uh, what you might have, uh, if you want to talk about things and uh, come up some questions about firearms, but uh, we're going to try to uh, make the show next week about selling firearms at auction, what's involved and what you need to be aware of and, and things. So anyway, uh, that's it for this evening. Uh, we thank you very, very much for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you next week. On behalf of Jane and myself, and I said Luke too, but he'll be here with us next week. Thank you very much for tuning in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Ed Spencer's American Auction View. Please join us again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Ed and Luke Spencer hope to speak with you then.